Welcome, everyone. I'm Sandra Bargeman. A few years ago, I wrote and performed a solo show called The Edge of Every Day, which was an exploration of the rough edges and contradictions we all face and grapple with. The show hit a nerve, and the relevance of the topic would only grow over time more than I could have foreseen. So, here we are. Real talk with real people, sharing stories and perspectives that spark provocative invitations to leap out of what's safe. On the edge of every day. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. We are live in the hive. Thank you for joining me on this, the 39th episode of The Edge of Every Day here on talkradio.nyc. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, and for those of you who don't know me yet, I encourage you to check out my bio on talkradio.nyc, or of course, you can visit my website, sandrabargeman.com. And please tune in to any of my previous episodes with my inspiring guests. As my loyal listeners know, this show is about celebrating triumphs, pushing boundaries, and exploring rough edges through conversations and shared stories with friends and colleagues. It's my hope that we can begin to understand our edges. And what I mean by edges is those places where we are fearful, those places where we are resistant to change, those places where paradoxes and contradictions live in our beliefs and our understandings, both about ourselves and about the world around us. Those places we don't want to look. Listen, we live in turbulent times and we are coming to understand that life simply isn't black or white. It must be an embrace of both. And the more we recognize our own edges and get real about them, the more we can help others to do the same. And that, I fully believe, can help to change the world. So thanks again for tuning in. And without further ado, further ado it is time to introduce our guest this evening. Anita Adams is a coach, speaker, retreat facilitator, podcast host, and entrepreneur. She is an award-winning leader and the founder and CEO of Joyful Inspired Living, an organization dedicated to teaching people how to tap into inner wisdom, to find clarity of purpose, and how to activate that purpose. Anita is passionate about helping people reconnect with nature as a means to connecting to their internal wisdom and to raising the collective consciousness. In 2003, she founded First Weekend Club, a national nonprofit organization that promotes Canadian film and talent and remained the executive director through December of 2020. She runs retreats on Bowen Island in beautiful British Columbia, hosts the Joyful Journey podcast, and offers coaching programs that further guides her clients along their spiritual journey to their highest self so they can step into their calling with confidence and create a life of purpose, passion, and great joy. When she's not working on her business, Anita is playing in the great outdoors with her adventure buddy and husband, either hiking, cycling, kayaking, or simply forest bathing and taking in the wonders of nature. Hello and welcome, Anita Adams. I have to unmute myself. (laughs) (laughs) It happens. Hello, thank you so much for having me here. I'm excited to be here with you, Sandra. You're just such a gem and a gift to the world. What you're doing, I love, I love. Oh my goodness, thank you. Right back at you, Anita. I, d- folks, I, you know how I always love to tell the story of how I know people. I think Anita and I were separated at birth. <laughs> I think so too. I mean, we sort of have such this great, <laughs> this similar trajectory. And I met you through Sam Leibowitz, our fearless leader here at Talk Radio. 
who I just met in person for the first time last week. Which oh, was that's right. Cool. He, was he was in Vancouver. In woods. That's yeah. right. He's traveling. Oh, so wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. wonderful. How, 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 what kind of time did you get to spend with him? Um, a couple hours. We were hanging out. We we're both members of the Evolutionary Business Council. That's how oh, I... Right. I connected with him and it was just so great. And I have to say, I thanked him profusely for connecting me with you because I'm like, I just love her so much. <laughs> She's oh so goodness. awesome. Oh yeah. my goodness. Well, ditto, 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 ditto. So, <laughs> um, and then you had me on your, she has a fantastic podcast Thank you. and um, joyful journey. And you had me on as a guest. And mm-hmm. I mean, our pre-chat and that chat, we were like, my God. It was just so much fun and just flowed so gorgeous. And clearly the beginning of more to come, you know, like, because we were both open to possibilities, open to going with the flow, like leaning in, which is part of our conversation today, leaning into the possibilities. And I, I am so confident that there's going to be some really exciting things that are going to happen with you and I, and I'm, I'm excited to explore with that. Uh, And I love that you said that. And, and thanks to COVID, we're here. Yeah. I mean, and you know, and I just, I marvel at, you know, COVID was a, a major shit show for me personally. <laughs> yeah. Because well I, I, and, and, and I know it wasn't for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, some people uh, felt, had the time and felt that the opening up of the, the, because they were isolated, they felt the opening to work on something that they had wanted to do, but there wasn't an enormous shift in the work that they were doing. That was not my experience out of the gate, nor was it yours. Mm-hmm. So, so let's let's tell our audience what that was for you. Um, take us on that journey out of out of the shit show of COVID. Yeah, well, I guess it was uh, it was that time um, where everything was was crumbling was falling apart and i as you mentioned i had uh another business that i was running that i founded that i was so proud of you know it was uh i founded this organization that was all about promoting canadian film and and canadian talent and super passionate about it for a very long time yeah. until i wasn't passionate about it anymore but i kept and when did that happen when was that happened not- um about 2018 so and, and, and what did that look feel like and look like um, it, that's a good question. Um, I, I liked a lot of what I was doing still. I just didn't have the same pizzazz and zest for it. Uh, and there was some frustrations with it. And I was just, I was just, I wasn't living into that, like getting out of bed every morning going, yeah, this is what I'm here to do. And I want to live like that. I want to live like that all the time. Mm-hmm. And I knew that it was time for me to move on to something else. And yet I clung on to what I had created. And there were a number of reasons for that. Uh, the what first- were those reasons? Okay, let me tell you. <laughs> the first reason uh, was the financial security because I had I had a regular you know paycheck that was coming in every every month and that was there was security in that there's comfort in that. The other reason is I I knew what I was doing so there's comfort in that. And the third and perhaps the biggest reason because of the person I am is that. I was getting a lot of recognition. There was a lot of, there was a lot of ego. I was somebody people wanted to know. I was invited to all the parties. I was traveling to film festivals around the world. I was sitting on panels as an expert in distribution and independent filmmaking. And, and it was exciting. It was really exciting. And I really liked holding on to that title. I loved saying, you know, I'm Anita Adams, the executive director and, and founder of a nonprofit arts organization that promotes Canadian film. Woohoo, look at me. <laughs> I mean, oh, it was just kind of like doing I have this. no idea what you're talking about in relationship <laughs> to that at all. Yes. Yeah. So I was really clinging on to that. And, and that coupled with the fact that I had no idea what else. I could do. I had no idea. I, I realized that a lot of my skills were transferable, but to what? What am I going to do? And I, I just, I didn't know. So when COVID hit, 
and our funding, you know, got hit and all of our sponsors, you know, pulled out and they're like, ah, sorry, we, you know, can't give you the money right now. Maybe, you know, you know, check back with us in six months and we'll see what we can do. That sort of thing. Um, and then of course the film industry literally shut down, you know, like there was boom, it was, it was done. I was forced to, you know, make a decision. Like, do I, I can fight for this. I can, I can fight for this or. I can let go of the comfort that I was having with this. I could let go of the life raft that I've been holding onto for the last couple of years and try to swim to another shore, you know, try to find another island that can be mine, that I can call my my home. Um, and so I let go and I let go and then I bobbed in the ocean to continue with that analogy. I bobbed in the ocean feeling aimless and uncertain and just like, what now? What now? Um, but I had the gift of time, the gift of time to figure that out. And I, I went inward and I started asking, you know, what do I want? What do I really want? What do I want? And listen, and I listen, I really listen. And this is something I've, I've been good at. I've, you know, I kind of weave in and out of over my life. There's been times where I've been really tuned into that inner wisdom, that soul voice that's guiding me. When I listen to that, life is great. And then I forget, <laughs> I forget to listen. I get lazy, whatever it is. I stop doing the work and I forget. And, um, and that's, I, I forgot to listen and I had, I had to be reminded, I had to be reminded that this is time to look inward and listen again. So, and what did you hear when you started to listen? Well, actually I do. You said you've always listened to this. Mm. Did you, would you consider yourself sort of a spiritual, spiritual person or someone that, that had the antenna? So that's, that's such an interesting question. And I've actually been writing about this. It's going to be a, an episode of my podcast coming up. Of course it is. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. I think, and I, I know we're going to go to a break soon, so I'll keep it really short. I think um, we all have the ability. I think some of us have a, a cocktail straw size antenna, and some of us have like this massive tunnel, you know, like an oil tanker tunnel that receives the, the downloads. And with work, we can, we can expand that little, the little straw that we're trying to suck in the, 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 the beautiful downloads and create a bigger tunnel. So, and most of us are somewhere in between, right? Indeed. But I think to, to, to how we started out with this, I think COVID really was an extraordinarily powerful time collectively to call people to open that straw up I and to, agree. And that really pulled the rug out from underneath yeah. a lot of people yes and called people forward to not that you know you didn't follow the wisdom to do to create and hello think outside the box to start your nonprofit. Oh, hundred percent. I have the courage to do that, but, yeah. but, but, but to listen to the next steps yeah. and it was just, and, and, and to begin to step out of the ego connection with, I mean, it was sort of, you know, all of us were drawn beyond those ego identities. I believe if we're, we were listening deeply. So hundred percent. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. So on that note, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the very enormous edge between courage and surrender. When we come back with the glorious Anita Adams on the edge of every day, stay tuned. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? 
I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. on the edge of every day. So let's talk about that edge between courage and surrender, that great mm-hmm. paradox. People think of surrender as being this sort of weak stance and courage being this, this powerful, powerful arg stance. Mm-hmm. And which got me thinking when I was think- thinking about how what I wanted to speak with you about. Uh, I I just started, you know how this happens when you start to think of a word and you have your, your notions of what that means and your personal understandings. But I started to go, what does courage even mean? Just what is courage? So how would you answer that, Anita? I think it's different for everybody. I would totally agree with that. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I agree with you. Sorry? And different in each instance. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we kind of hit on it a little bit before um, one of us said, and it could have been either of us, that, you know, courage is really stepping out of your comfort zone. And sometimes that might be even just being getting up in the morning to move forward with one thing in your day. You know, it doesn't have to be, like you said, it doesn't have to be this big, bold action, but that could be a big, could bold action, well. just getting up and moving forward, you know, or taking being empathic to someone else's struggles. Yeah. Taking that, taking that stance, taking a know, stance. speaking up for someone, you know, like somebody who has a, you know, a bias, a racial mm-hmm. bias or so, you know, mm-hmm. speaking up for others. The Absolutely. You know, with, with the people I'm, I'm working with my, my clients largely, um, courage is about, uh, for them, it's moving into what they feel that they, their purpose is and having the courage to lean into that, or even have the courage to try to understand what that can be. And what that, what that involves is a real inward looking, you know, you and I spoke about know yourself, know thyself. That's, that is what courage takes to, to know thyself. You have to really, you know, take that time to understand who you are. And that's an act of courage. Completely and utterly. And I think about, you know, in doing the solo show, The Edge of Every Day, and then moving into this, that the, you know, we always circle back to, I think the biggest edge is always the fear of change. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that is everything we've just been speaking about yeah, is absolutely. having the courage to look change, to, to embrace change. And yeah. that's where, that's where surrender and courage can yeah. come together. Yeah. So, um, what, before we get into surrender, this was another thing that popped into my mind while I was thinking of our conversation. Is there a difference between courage and willpower? Is there a difference between courage and willpower? That's a really interesting question. 
That is a really interesting question. And I don't know how to answer that, to be honest. I, I think, because I've never really thought about it. Probably yes and no. I, yeah, I mean, it, it just, to it me, is. it was, yeah, go. Yeah, it, it, it is both yes and no. Like you, you can, if you have willpower, you can, you can maybe more easily lean into courage, but then you also maybe need to have courage to have a little bit of, of willpower. I don't I, know. It's, I, I, I know. Have it was to... fascinating because I have a lot of willpower, mm-hmm. but I don't know that, I mean, is the connection of willpower to, you know, ambition and powering through something and maybe not going within maybe not going within and but you know in some instances you know i have a lot of willpower and i'm going to just forge through like well okay i think that's really interesting that idea about forcing through things um and i don't i don't think that that's the answer that's part of what surrender is about is actually letting go of trying trying to force things and make things happen and this has been one of my biggest challenges because i and i suspect like you and perhaps like many of of your listeners want to make things for me anita (laughs) we want to make things happen right and we're we're doers so it's like okay give me a task and i will do it and you know once i know what i need to do i'm just gonna go for it you know right that willpower that's yeah the ambition how does that rub up with the courage and with the wait a second yeah listen be and listen before you take that action right right so a message that I've been receiving a lot lately is to slow down and stop trying so hard. You know, oh, I, I love that. Yeah, and it's so freaking hard for me to do that because I just want to go, go, go. I want to know what the next thing is I'm supposed to do. And the next thing I'm supposed to do is slow down and not try so hard. I'm like, but, you know, I just, yeah. <laughs> and did you, is that what you received? What did you receive when, when, during, you know, when you really were getting the idea for, and really beginning to listen in deeply? Yeah. How did you get that message? How did you go within? How did you connect yeah. with your surrender? Okay. Thank you for asking the, those questions. Um, it's a big part of the foundation of what I, I teach actually. And it's, um, it's, I call it the three guiding principles to inner wisdom. Mm. And the first is about going inward. It's look, listen, learn. Are those my, those are my three guiding principles. I love the alliteration. Yeah, I know. It's, it makes it easy to, to remember. Look, listen, learn. And the look is the looking inward. And for me uh, to do that, a lot of people do it in different ways. Meditation, of course, is sort of the, you know, everybody realize, knows that that's, you know, the way in. That wasn't a way in for me because I have a hard time quieting the, what I call the monkey mind that is so actively thinking about the next thing I need to do, looking like I'm a list maker, right? And I'm constantly just got things going on all the time. So meditation um, had had been not so challenging for me now, but had been back then. And so my way of looking inward um, began with walking in nature, going for a walk every day. In fact, it was my business coach when I was massively stressing out about everything that was happening around me with my business, feeling like it was crumbling, not knowing what to do. We were supposed to move to India as well for a year and that had to be canceled because of COVID. And our the place we were living in, we were renting in North Vancouver and the lease was about to expire and it couldn't be renewed. And so there was just all this stuff that was happening all at once and I was feeling massively stressed. And so my business coach asked me, you know, Anita, what do you do when you get stressed out? Like what what's your calming mechanism like well I, I I go for a walk in nature and she's like okay Anita I want you to go for a walk every single day for the next 30 days and I'm like what no I can't do that I'm too busy I way too you know I need I need to know how I'm going to fix this problem I need strategies I don't need to be told to go for a walk in nature and she's like no Anita just do it and I, in a sort of a grumpy way, I committed to doing that. And that's something about me is when I make a commitment, I, I stick to it. I, I really believe commitments are important. And so I committed to this. And the only way I was going to be able to make that work is if I got up really early in the morning and um, before everything else 
started with my day. And so that became my new ritual. I get up in the morning, get on, put on my baseball cap and my sweatpants and I'm out the door. And I lived close to, um, a, a park in uh, like a, a, a forest belt. And I'd be walking and I would be talking out loud because there's just me and the squirrels, you know, and a few crows and whatever. Nobody else is up at this time in the morning, right? The occasional coyote I would see disappear into the woods. And I'd be like, what am I supposed to do? You know, like literally hands up in the air and I'm like talking to God, the universe. What am I supposed to do? And I just like every single day and slowly over the first couple of weeks, I started to actually calm down. I started to feel a little bit more gratitude for my environment and I was noticing things and feeling present, but I kept asking, what am I supposed to do? And then I heard this response that literally bubbled up from within me that said, what do you want to do? And I'm like, what do you mean? What do I want to do? What am I supposed to do? And I full on had this argument with myself and that voice was like, no, Anita, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I don't know. Yes, you do. I don't. You do. What do you want to do? (laughs) And I, I walked home just like flustered about this, you know, this conversation I was having in my, in my head. And later that day I went to the bookstore and, uh, I guess I was looking for something and, and I, I spotted, um, found myself in the spirituality section and there was a book there by, uh, Neil Donald Walsh conversations with God. And it caught my attention. So I, you know, pull it off the shelf. I flip it open and off the page leaps this one sentence that said frustration and anxiety comes from not listening to your soul. And I'm like, right. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not listening to my soul. So I went back into the forest the next morning and I started asking a new question instead of saying, you know, demanding, tell, tell me what I'm supposed to do. I started asking myself, what do I want? What do I really want? And it was almost a mantra. Like, and nothing, nothing came up at first, you know, like I was just, just in nature, walking, feeling a lot more calm because I'm in this beautiful environment, feeling gratitude for this beautiful nature. And I kept asking. And then, and then I started to get the answers. And um, the answers, the first couple times, the first answers that came up were a realization that I really did want to close my business. And that I knew it, but I wasn't accepting it be- before you know, those previous two years. And now I'm like, yeah, I really do want to close my business. I really want to wrap that up and move on to something else. And that was the beginning of something that's become a really profound experience, daily practice for me. And every day, you know, I, you know, two and a half years later, I'm walking in nature every day or being in nature and connecting with my environment and more has bubbled up a lot more. And um, about a year in to doing this, I started to hear the voice to tell me to um, teach people how to listen to that voice. And I, I pushed that away big time. I was, that really freaked me out. It's like, who am I to do that? You know, like I'm, I'm, who am I? You know, like, and the idea of, of sharing that publicly, like I was, I've been a spiritual being, but that was a, I was a, a closet spiritual being that I would share with my, my closest friends. And I even didn't open up with my husband until, you know, like maybe 12 years ago that I really wanted to be more spiritual, you know? So, and we've been together since for a very long time, you know, that, that's a, another story. I'll tell you another time about how that all came about. Very interesting. Well, I love that. It- well, I'll look forward to that when I see you. But yes. um, I, I love the levels of surrender, mm-hmm. the different ways of experiencing surrender that, that, that you allowed yourself to go through. You know, the, the stereotypical sort of screaming and yelling at it and almost like shadow work in the sense of, you know, we think of shadow work as being only things we don't want to do, don't want to see. When in fact, it's also things that are great that Mm. we are are somewhat afraid to embrace. Right. Yeah. And that sense of if, of course, I can teach this. I've been (laughs) asked to do this and I will 
surrender lovingly to this? It took me a year, Sandra, to yeah. actually lean in with that one and listen to it. And uh, maybe I'll tell you, I'll tell you the story if you want to hear it after. I know I'm I gonna... would love it when we okay. come back after. Yeah. <laughs> When we come back after our break, we're going to hear the story of how Anita Adams surrendered <laughs> on the edge of every day. Stay tuned. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. back on the edge of every day with Anita Adams. So let's hear that story, Anita. Okay, thanks. But is, is that your voice singing um, just before we come back? Yes. It's beautiful. It's Thank beautiful. you, Madam. <laughs> Thank you. As, okay. as a gift for being on the show, I send, I send the CD. Hopefully you'll have a, a way of playing it. <laughs> it is actually online. You can download it at CD Baby at, we're going to plug myself. Because why? Because I can. Um, a CD Baby <laughs> and Amazon.com. And Love the links it. are all on my website, SandraBargeman.com. But you're going to get a CD and hopefully you'll have a place to play it. I do. I can play. Excellent. That's awesome. Thank you. All right. Let me share the story about um, finding courage. And it started uh, with my husband and I decided to take a, go on an extended kayaking trip. It was a, um, a 33 day kayaking trip from where we live here on Bowen Island up the, the West coast over 300, I think over 320 miles. I'm not sure what it is. Kilometers. Uh, no, pardon me, over 320 kilometers. I can't do the reverse. But anyways, it was, a, it was a distance. And we were in two single kayaks. And it was the first time that I had ever gone on a, on a kayaking trip in a single. Previously, my husband and I have done a lot of kayaking trips in, in doubles. And I've, I had said just to my husband the previous year that I would never do a kayaking trip in a single kayak. Yet here I am in the middle of the ocean, uh, it is probably about day 21 of this, this epic adventure. And it was flat, calm, absolutely beautiful, beautiful, calm. You know, the, sky, the sea and the sky just kind of blended into one. There was nobody else anywhere in sight. It was just me and my husband. He was about 10 feet behind, behind me. It was really hot and beautiful. And I felt so at peace and so at one with my environment. And I had one of those bubbling ups of um, a message and the message simply was it's time. And I knew in that moment what that was. It's time, Anita, to 
lean in. It's time to listen to your inner wisdom, the guidance that is trying to take you to your highest self, the grandest version of your life. It's time to start teaching people how to listen to their inner wisdom. It's time to move through that fear. It's time to move through that fear. And also in that moment, I recognize that, wow, Anita, a year ago, I told myself I could never go on a kayaking trip in a single boat, yet here I am. I, I found the courage to do that. How did that happen? Yeah. And I realized it was just taking little baby steps, little things that you can do to build your courage. For one, I was, I was given a, a single kayak that I could use or borrow. And so I got out more regularly in this single kayak just for an hour or two hours at a time and then a little longer and then a little longer and soon i was feeling really confident in a single boat and i'm like i can take that same principle of just baby steps and start to apply that to this i don't have to become this you know big whatever i didn't even know what i what this was i just knew that i can take little steps i can just set the intention that this is what I'm going to lean in and do. And I surrendered to it. And the interesting thing is that almost instantly things started to fall into place without me even trying. And one of the most interesting serendipitous moments was also on this kayaking trip when I had a a bag full of goodies, if you will, my, you know, my, my trail mix with Smarties and raisins and peanuts and, and banana chips. And I had it in a Ziploc bag wedged in between the sidewall of my boat and the seat. And it was another one of those hot days and we were hot and tired and I needed to have a snack and I grabbed my, my bag of goodies and it got stuck and I just yanked on it and something caught and ripped the bag and Smarties and peanuts went flying everywhere. And I'm like, oh no, this is supposed to last me 30 days. You know, and I'm just like, I need these. And we were just off this beach, um, not too far up. And my husband said, let's just pull into this beach and we'll, you know, we'll get you a new Ziploc bag. You can clean out your boat. We'll save what we can. And so we pulled into this beach and um, I'm cleaning up the boat and down walks this this um, lady on the beach that we landed on and she's talking to Tom and then finally I my husband Tom and then finally I walk up after I've cleaned up and she's like you look really familiar Anita and I'm like yeah she's like it's Adele I'm like (gasps) I had met this woman two years previously and we had Adele Anderson yes Adele Anderson (laughs) I know Adele Adele has been on my show Oh my God. Oh my God. That's so funny. I love it. So, so this was like, we were supposed to meet. Um, I had met her in Los Angeles. Actually, there was a conference that was being held, um, down South, um, upside thinking Lisa Marie, if you know her, she was putting on a conference. And so we met at this conference, but we didn't, we just like surfacely met. We like, I like you, let's connect after the conference. And, you know, I, I, we connected on Facebook and I got home and I sent her a message. I didn't know she even lived in BC actually at that time. I sent her a message. I'm like, Hey, let's, let's get together. Um, let's get a set up a zoom call and learn more about each other. And then COVID hit and we completely just everything dropped. We just completely forgot and nothing happened. Two years later, my bag of peanuts and <laughs> Smarties explode like right in front of her house. Like, and I had no idea that she lived wow. up the coast. And so I, you know, we chat, I'm like, okay, I don't believe in coincidences. I think there was a reason that we were meant to, I was meant to land on your beach. So when I get back from my kayaking trip, I'm going to give you a call and that's, that's just explore what that means. And so I did. And she was the one I, you know, I thank her profusely. She just, she connected me to so many people. Uh, I told her during this trip, I started to think about what it is that I want to do. And I thought I want to launch a podcast. I think I might want to. Maybe it may be her who connected us. No, it it was Sam. It was Sam. It was Sam. Anyway, Um, anyway, I digress. But um, yeah, but she, she, I told her that I was thinking about doing a podcast and I'm thinking about doing retreats. And she connected me to a couple key people that just 
moved things forward like lightning speed like things just fell into place and i am so grateful to that woman and all the people she's connected me to and it was that reason or one of that those reasons by the way she's going to be part of our mastermind group so so (laughs) i invited her to be a part of that and you know so cool lovely 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 so that now that we're on retreats, let's let's lean into your retreats and yeah. what you offer and how how you run them and sure and what uh, what you hope people get from these retreats, etc. etc. Okay. And and that should could should uh, include your signature program. Oh, you've yeah, it does. It, yeah, and I can dive into that a little bit more if there's time. Yeah. Um, so let me just say that when I decided that I was going to go forward with the retreats, I was, I was scared, really scared. Like it was really massively uncomfortable, um, for me to put myself in that, um, teaching position, uh, in a retreat space, uh, exposing myself. And I knew that there, this could totally flop. It could totally flop. So I decided to, for my very first retreat, I decided to, um, make it an invite only, um, retreat and i just i invited just a handful of people that would be that i knew would give me honest feedback and that i could also felt safe with that i also felt safe with and i just basically charged them the cost of food so that they could you know that we can i wasn't going to be out of pocket and i could offer them a an experience and get their feedback and um a lot of things worked and a lot of things didn't. And I got some really great feedback and I'm so grateful that I did that, that I just leaned in and, and just went for it. Like I didn't, I've never run a retreat or anything like it before. And I'm just like, I'm just going to go for it. Well, there's, for, this is the great lesson of doing that and that everyone let's highlight this lesson. Yeah. Everyone feels like they need to wait till Absolutely. they feel ready. right about ready to and do something. Never shows up. You just say yes. Big fat spiritual law. Just say yes. Yeah. Of course, if you want to do it, uh, just say yes. Move through the fear and the the wisdom and the elements will begin to move into the work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. And so that was November 2021 was when I did my first retreat. And now I've done um, nine retreats um, in total. Fantastic. And uh, so I really just went for it. And each one has been slightly different. And I, I think slightly better. Like it just keeps getting better and better of course, and better. You're honing it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm owning it. I'm really, so I'm honing it and I'm owning it, you know, and I'm really um, making it, this is, this is what I do. And I feel proud and, and uh, confident in it. And I felt, I did not feel confident when I first did this. Not at all. Zero confidence. I was scared. Like, And that's the beauty of surrender and moving through it. So yeah. in our two minutes to break, you've talked a bit about um, listening, and, and but you haven't talked about learning. Yeah, learning. So yeah, look, look inward, then listen. The learning aspect, it's a kind of a multidimensional, um, and it comes really down to a number of learning the things you need to learn. That's the obvious, the things you need to learn to move forward. So for with me, with the treats, I had to learn what does it mean to be a retreat leader? I researched what retreat, what retreats offer. I did some, some surveys with a bunch of people that did went to a number of retreats to get their, their feedback. So I was learning at that level at a much deeper level. And where I'm really coming from with this, and I think is the most important is learn to love self and that goes back to, it feeds back into the looking inward. When we look at it, it feeds into stepping into nature. Because when you step into nature and get present with your environment, you begin to love your environment. You begin to love that tree and that path and the ocean, the creeks, the, the leaves. You start to really notice and start to fall in love with that beauty that's around, the imperfect beauty, because it's not yes. perfect. It's, it's a no mess. such thing as perfect. Right. It's a, it's, it's a beautiful mess in many ways when you go into the forest or and into nature. And that's internal. It's exactly. And so when you fall in love with your environment, you can also begin to fall in love with yourself more mm. because you are, you are investing time. 
You know, you're investing time with yourself. You're investing time to get to know your soul by listening to it. And through that process, you learn to love. And love is why we're here. We're here to love ourselves. We're here to love others. We're here to love our planet. We're here. Love is literally is the answer. And yet we don't, we don't put the time and energy into us and to others to create that space of love. Truly. That's what my retreats are all about. It's looking inward, listening, and learning to love deeply. I love that. I love speaking of love. Um, (laughs) Okay, so we're ready for a break. And when we come back with Anita, we're going to find out about what her leading edge is, what's next for her. um, And maybe we'll have time to ask her a couple of fun questions. And then we'll get all the information as to how you can find her. When we come back on the edge of every day, stay tuned. Awesome. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. pet lovers pet avengers assemble on the professionals and animal lovers show we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong it mirrors that bond between pets and their owners through this program we come together to learn educate and advocate join us live every wednesday at 2 p.m at talkradio.nyc You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Chipping around, kick my brain to the ground. These are the days it never rained. But it falls on the on the So, Anita, what I'm, what is so prevalent about what you're doing is your willingness, and I, I think that this is such a, a a big part of surrender, and a big part of courage, is the willingness to be seen, mm. the willingness to to put yourself out in a way that is beyond um, it's sharing your truth, sharing your voice, sharing your wisdom and the willingness to be seen in that aspect, in that way. That's an incredible edge. Mm. And another thing that I love about what, how you phrase things is um, you say clarity of purpose. I am Am I going in and out of color, like pink and not pink? I'm seeing a little bit of um, pink popping up. <laughs> there oh, it is. There we yeah. go. Wow. Okay. Well, that's exciting. That is my aura. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> We're just going with it. But what I love, what, something that you talk about, um, because I think that find your purpose is so overused mm. in the spiritual community. And what I love, how I love that you phrase it is clarity of purpose, which to me implies that what you're doing, you're refocusing what is already your purpose. You're just going more deeply into, you're not going, you know what? That's not my purpose. That's my purpose, which drives, (laughs) makes me a little crazy about the community (laughs) is 
it, it implies that what you're doing is somehow incorrect, that it's not leading you to going a little more deeply into hearing that voice saying, what do you, what do you want? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I love that you use clarity of purpose and not your sole purpose um, mm-hmm. because, you know, yeah, I'd like to elaborate on that a little bit as well, as I don't, I don't feel like we all have just one purpose. Exactly. You know? It's like we're, we are an evolving human being and we are growing and stretching ourselves and leaning into a new purpose or a new version of, of that purpose as we, as we go deeper into understanding who we really are. You know, like I, I look at my, my trajectory and my history. Uh, my film business was a really big part of where I am now. Like I, I, I was interviewing filmmakers and stars years ago and now I'm interviewing people on my podcast. It just feels so natural and comfortable. I'm really comfortable in that role. And I'm comfortable in that role because of all the years I, I got to do that before. I never would have thought in a million years that I would be talking about spiritual growth with people on podcasts. And however, that played an integral part in what I'm doing. And also, um, six years ago, I, I started up um, a business in the network marketing um, field. And I'm so grateful for that, even though it's a very small part of what I still do, do it, but it's a very small part of what I do now. Um, I'm grateful for that experience because through that, I ended up meeting a lot of really deeply spiritual people. And I was really attracted to their way of being, their beingness. And it started to open me up to being more open and vulnerable and vocal about who I really am. And so that network marketing stone was an important part of my journey to get to where I am today. And I'm not at the pinnacle of it. This is, I'm in another phase of my life and I'm, I'm leaning into my purpose that I have discovered now. Yes. And there's going to be more yet to come. And I'm so excited to to see where this is going to lead me. As I am for you. (laughs) Um, So I want to talk to you about your leading edge. So what, if anything, do you have some project that's a part of this new vision, some project potentially, doesn't Mm. have to be, that you keep pushing back some dream, some thing that you want to do that you keep pushing back on your timeline? And mm. rescheduling. Is there something coming toward you that you can share what that is? Yeah, I'm, I'm one of the things that I feel is part of what I am here to do. It's the teaching, of course, teaching how people tap into inner wisdom. And there's a number of different ways I'm leaning in to do that. And one way that keeps getting pushed is writing my book. And <laughs> That really, uh, it intimidates me, um, and I don't know how to. I don't know how. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know where to begin. And I've actually tried uh, many times. It's gonna. I've got like so many different beginnings, and I know what I probably really need to do is hire a, a coach to help yeah, me with sure. that that process. And, and I have a couple. I don't know why I'm not doing do that. that? Sorry. I have a couple of friends that do that. Well, cause you're afraid it's that's, you know, it's yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, it's another way of sharing your truth and it's something that you haven't done. I mean, trust me, I'm sort of there myself. Um, yeah, but I, I put things out on Instagram and Facebook and, you know, and like you're a wonderful I, writer. I've read your blogs. Thank you. And I, I feel confident in my writing in short form Putting it into a book just feels big and daunting and it scares me. It really does. And I know I'm going to do it. It's just, it frustrates me too that it's taking so long to get on. Well, you have a lot of other things on your plate. Uh, I I do also want to ask you about your nomadic life. How did you get to, she has a nomadic life, people. Yeah. Adams and her husband and family live a nomadic life. So A, what is nomadic? about your life and how did you make that leap? 
That was one of the first things uh, that came to me actually when I was in the in the forest um, in those early days when COVID hit. Talk about surrender. A, yeah, yeah. And so my our children, their um, adult children, our daughter is twenty four and our son is twenty one, and they um, both uh, told us uh, around the same time when we figured out we can't go to India and my business was crumbling that they were going to move out on their own. And so um, it, I just said to, I came home to my husband one day and just said, what do you think about just getting rid of all of our possessions and not worrying about trying to find a place to live? And that's just been, that's been the summer because he's a high school teacher, just enjoying the summer without stress. And then we'll see what can land in our lap. And so we did that. And it was amazing. amazing the things that fell into place. Um, <laughs> right currently live in this most beautiful um, seaside place. And we're we're going to give it up in a couple months. We're we're decided we're going to go to Portugal. We're going to live there for six months and see what that's like. And then after that, I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll just see, you know. But we got rid of all of our possessions. Well, most of our possessions. We kept the toys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the it. bikes because my husband and I love you know we're adventure buddies we like to kayak we like to you know camp we love um bike riding so we got a lot of we have for two, a couple of two we have eight bikes that's kind of ridiculous I know wow. right but you know I don't have a I don't own a kitchen table <laughs> so <laughs> good for you no I love this and I think that there's a real um impulse collectively for this you know d- d- not just downsizing, like letting go, yeah. surrendering. I think that, again, we have been called to that. But yeah. unfortunately, I want to ask you so much more, but we've only got two more minutes till the end. Where did the up. time go? <laughs> I know. It's this way every week. I always have a million more questions yeah. than I can get to. However, I have so enjoyed, so, so enjoyed our time together. Thank you so, so very much. Yeah. How can people find you? The best way and the easiest to remember is the name of my podcast, which is Joyful Journey. And so just type in joyfuljourney.ca and that will take you to a landing page where you can get some more information and uh, sign up to connect with me. You know, uh, I have a newsletter. newsletter. Yeah. She's and a fantastic uh, blogger. You can read all about the retreats. Yeah. And the retreats are, they're really special. They're really special. So um, I can't wait. And you're coaching. You work with people one on one. Yeah. And you are a speaker. So if there's anyone out there that needs a speaker to tell their, this extraordinary story of yeah. surrender and having the courage to lean into the next calling. Yeah. She's absolutely. your girl. Yeah. And, um, and you are all over social media as well. So people yes. can find you that way too. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Well, again, Anita, thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure. It's always great chatting with you, Sandra. I really love the opportunity and I'm honored to be here in, in this space with you and your, and your listeners. And I'm, as you said at the top, I'm looking forward to more. Yes. Amen. Cheers to more. More is more. Not less is more. More is more. Except when you're nomadic. (laughs) Exactly. And to our listeners, thank you. Thank you so much for spending this hour with Anita and I. Remember that you are always at the edge of the miraculous. So until we speak again next week, take good care. Good night. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests 
on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. all pet lovers pet avengers assemble on the professionals and animal lovers show we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong it mirrors that bond between pets and their owners through this program we come together to learn educate and advocate join us live every wednesday at 2 p.m at talkradio.nyc post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 